Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome in this place, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller. Jimmy's here. Hello. Lukey's here. All right. And PT's here. Yes, I am. Donaldson, of course. Not forgetting me, Mr. Speller. And that's how I want to be called for the rest of the show. Let's go to work, as they said in Reservoir Dogs. (laughs) (laughs) As Roy Hodgson said. Yes. My God. Goodness, didn't he just? Mm. It's, it's been so incredible. It's, it's The skies of England have changed colour. <laughs> yeah. Can I also say that um, when that result came in, I'm, I think I'm right in saying yep. um, I've slept since then, so my memory may be hazy. <laughs> Got a WhatsApp from Marcus saying, Roy the boy's back in business. Oh. <laughs> you know, my, my favourite thing about it was, was the return of the Hodgson shuffle. It's something we, don't, we haven't really acknowledged Every day much, he's shuffling. Every day he's shuffling, indeed. <laughs> With every win he's shuffling as well at the moment. It's, you know the greatest photo in the history of football which yeah. is him and Sammy Lee it's yeah, like yeah, the sort yeah. of ne- negative version of it where he sort of he looks almost like that Cyril Sneer from, yeah. from the raccoons yeah. um, it's like the positive version of that I just love seeing him animated and up and it's good and he's he's, he's beat the hoodoo he's a better manager than Frank de Boer <laughs> agreed <laughs> he, does, he, does, he, did, he did a good fist pump he did, what I love about Hodgson is when he celebrates a goal he really means it yeah. and it's almost like there's some it brings out an anger and an aggression that you yeah. don't often see or associate with Roy Hodgson it's like, like, like the theme from Dan Busters has just popped into his head <laughs> 
It's it's sort of aggressive pride, isn't it? He's, yeah. He's been managing for forty one years and he still celebrates a goal like that. Like, yeah, well you would against Chelsea. Yeah. I think I've said it before, but my favourite thing about Roy Hodgson is he speaks about seven languages, probably not seven, probably about four or five languages. Yeah. He does, yeah. But he speaks them all like Roy Hodgson. <laughs> <laughs> like you, there's no mistaking who's speaking there. Yeah. <laughs> when you speak Japanese, Pete, is your accent good? It's bang on, mate. Yeah. 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 Bang on. Yeah. Can each speak Japanese? Beer, please. It's that man again yeah. who wants a beer. Yeah. Can you yeah. can you speak Japanese in Roy Hodgson's accent? I'd like to hear that. Does there have a lot of W's? I don't really know. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I don't speak Japanese. An Irish chap I uh, met in South America many moons ago would speak Spanish with a quite a strong Irish accent. <laughs> uh, How does that sound like? Me, me gusta uh, con papas fritas, he would say. <laughs> con papas fritas, he obviously meant, you know. And, oh, there, was, and then there, was, there was a Northern Irish chap who would be like, uh, me gusta. Yeah. Me, right. me gusta. Well, I like. Con, Conichiwa. <laughs> Isn't it patatas fritas? It's papas is dad. Papa is dad. Daddy Spanish. chips. Oh, sorry, yeah, you're daddy, right. Yeah, yeah. Daddy chips. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they were daddy chips. Yeah. So Something goodness. for daddy. <laughs> Daddy wants his chips. Daddy or chips. Yeah. It does sound like the name of one of your mates from your misspent youth. Uh, daddy oh, chips. Going around Bolivia with daddy chips. <laughs> <laughs> did, we, did we see Roy give Conte a little tap on the cheek saying I'm the daddy now? Or yeah. <laughs> I'm, the da- I'm the daddy chips now. I can't yeah. remember what... Um, Looking at the table, I don't think you probably would have. I'd love, to, I'd love to see the embrace between the managers after a game. A lot of them are a fan of the old sort of cuff around the cheek yeah. the old mm. done type thing. You know, Pochettino does that a lot. Mm. I can't remember what Hodgson and Conte did together. Mark Hughes would have taken an interest. Hughes that. and Guardiola definitely had a handshake. Yeah, uh, Guardiola went, "Here's your handshake," and we'll royally mug you off. Well, yeah. yeah, well, that was brilliant, wasn't it? Because it was it, the Mark Hughes handshake is regularly televised in a way that other managers' conduct isn't, <laughs> yeah. and we all know why that is. Here it goes. The US, the US sports networks have bought the rights. Yeah, <laughs> they did the World Cup. Why have we bought this? But did you think going back to the Palace game? I don't know if you guys yeah. uh, felt this way, but I was watching it on Soccer Saturday, and um, Jeff Stelling did his business. And uh, you, Not know, on no, you, love, you know he loves to build it up. Yeah, and then obviously it's Crystal Palace. He was going, "Oh, brilliant! Oh, it was an own goal." Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, but luckily Zaha got the one. But yeah, yeah. but yeah. their first league goals of the season for Crystal. It, it was a, a it was a scrappy opener, wasn't it? Really, it was. I mean, it's, it came <laughs> off as Pelicuetta's yeah, backside. Yeah, but that is that is the classic uh, cliche, isn't it? Is mm. you just need one off the backside. You just need any any get yourself going. Mm. Bit of confidence. They yeah. looked so much better. They did. I think it's you know obviously we were talking um, when Roy Hodgson first was appointed about how what he does is he gets the teams doing the sim- simple things. And and then it starts to pay off. And it was a perfect example of that, wasn't it? Like, mm. I, I'm wondering if they look at um, Zahar and, and Townsend as just their strikers now. Yes. Yeah. They, they look so much better than they did with Benteke. Hodgson loves Townsend. Yeah. When, when Hodgson was appointed, Townsend was going, yeah. Yeah. Here I'm we sure. go. He gave, he gave Townsend about 400 England caps. <laughs> um, but he repaid him at times. Um, yeah, and I thought with the um, with the goal coming off the, off the backside and stuff, you're right. They just needed just needed anything that could have happened for them to get up and running, and uh, it did give them confidence. To be fair, they, oh, did, they, did, they did play with confidence mm. after. You that. hear the roar of the stadium. You yeah. think, oh yeah, that's, that that's sound a good, again. That's a good place to watch football. That is, it is. Yeah, it's a good atmosphere. Down no, you're there. absolutely right. Goal yeah. music. Do they play goal music? Ooh. In Palace, they do, don't they? I retract my previous statement. <laughs> they play goal music. They I do the famous uh, the Jock Glad all over. Glad all over, don't yeah. they? Yeah, they play it with the goals. I think they do. With Ooh, it, I'm not. Yeah. It's definitely. I think the I heard it a lot at that Newcastle match when we lost five one. I seem to remember. Were you in some sort of stupor though? It could have been that. They play it at full time, Pete. Definitely. Was that in your headphones though, Pete? I'm sure they play it after a goal. I'm not sure. Get in touch, Palace fans. Let us know. Let us know. Yeah, Zaha back in the side made a huge difference. He said he was absolutely knackered at the end of the game. You need to be though. Games. 
names like that, Jimmy, mm. you could put it well, in. Well, on the Hodgson thing, just to pick up on something Jim said earlier, you know, we, we talked a little bit, little bit about it before, but just as a reminder, I've heard ex-players who've played on the Hodgson say, first couple of weeks, you're a bit like, God, this is a slog. I don't know if I can do this every mm. day in training. Right. But slowly but surely, the results start to pick up. And after, and after a while, everyone loves it. Everyone's... Mm. Buying into it. This why, is the formula. This is what we do. Why do they? Why do they not kind of enjoy the training? Well, because apparently it's very formulaic. It's very shape based. Monotonous. It's right. very monotonous. Just and, and I think Roy's um, Roy Hodgson's thing is to is to essentially impart into the players. If you do this automatically every single mm. time, you'll do it without thinking about it on the football pitch, mm. and it'll it'll give us a better chance of being successful. It's, I think it's a bit. Uh, you know, Conte does it a bit as well. I think mm. he, there was talk of um, the players getting a little bit um, upset with Conte when he first took over at Chelsea because he was literally stopping training sessions, going onto the training field and, mm. and moving a player three inches to the left. I know well, you should. It be would there. have been I'm, how he I'm moved. Bold man handled him. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll come on to uh, Rafa over the weekend, but he. He is, you hope we will. Sure, will. He's yes, not in the running order. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we got a point. Uh, he's but, in peaks running order. <laughs> but what I would say is that, that that's, that's all ex- it says. That, that, that's exactly what um, a lot of what players say yeah, about Rafa's uh, yeah. things. He says like, he will stop training and, and sort of talk about like the body shape of, of a defender or something. Right. Just marginal. It is yes. a marginal gain. Sort yeah, of thing. I think so. And it is quite born. But it, when you no, but when true. you start to see things happen on the yeah. field and things change, you sort of go, wow. Newcastle look like they can defend. But, <laughs> no, but it is, though, because yeah. it's the defending. A body shot, a turn of a body can make all the difference mm. if you're defending on the front foot or the back foot. I think Philip Mexes, the the, uh, the wonderful reckless Frenchman, uh, yeah. who uh, I forget if, uh, where he's playing now, if indeed at all. Um, but he was certainly a centre-back for, for AC Milan for a yep. bit. And, and he said to, to try and adapt his style he was so used to defending on the half turn mm. because you were always aware of like a ball coming over mm. the top or yeah. something like that whereas on Milan at the time it was no you defend on the front foot we're pushing we're trying to sort of press a little yeah. bit you know but Italian managers it's all about you know work on shape so much during the week one of the things about uh, difference between playing defensive defensively and playing as a defender and playing as a midfielder is if when you when you're used to playing as a defender at any level, when you move into the midfield and try and play in midfield, the game becomes 360 degrees. Yeah, it's yeah, a right. lot different. It's a lot different. It's it a di- very difficult to, to work out what's going on. So at the back, when you're used to having essentially 180 degrees, everything in front of mm-hmm. you, it's a big change. And so for Mexes, probably because he's a bit more of a ball playing footballer, he can he can play on the half turn and, and he's comfortable on the ball. A lot of defenders aren't actually like that. Yeah, but it, yeah, playing on the, you're right, Pete, with with Rafa Benitez, just changing the sort of slight angle of a player can can make a difference. But uh, but Hodgson, it's all about shape, all about do, do your jobs very, very simply. And he said to Zahar and Townsend, as the only two forward players because of a lack of fit strikers and Ladapo's obviously not made the cut at the moment, mm. um, he, he said uh, to the two players, when one of you's got the ball, the other one, just get in the box. Yeah. Mm. Simple instructions. Yeah. They also had like a reasonable amount of possession as well. They did. It wasn't a smash and grab. Well, no, that's they, what Hodgson said. They very said. much took the game to Chelsea, didn't they? Which is, you know, I think it's a significant wobble from them as well. It wasn't a great performance. I mean, they were, they were you know, they had injuries, but even so, though, I mean... Against that Palace side, you would you would think I mean obviously a lot better performance, but they miss Morata. I mean, much yeah. was made of Batshuayi, um, well, and, and the contrasting performances of him and obviously Chelsea loanee Tammy Abraham's. But the, the, feel, the the fear for Batshuayi's point of view will be that he'll he may well become a scapegoat again for 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 Chelsea's lack of success in a, in a particular game because Conte's not convinced by him so that's probably going to set him back a bit because he didn't play very well and he didn't, no. like, he didn't really look like scoring he did, just didn't look like he had enough presence for that game did he was just sort of just not leading the line aggressively enough against Sacco actually... and Dan who are yeah, quite tough quite, yeah. 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 Yeah, that, sorry, Jim. he's 24 as well Batchway <coughs> he's, he's got a reputation as a sort of up and coming young player but you know 24 years old you're not that anymore yeah that's very true uh, they did miss Morata though didn't they 
I hugely missed him. Any and team it, would miss him, though, wouldn't they? And, and Kante, Kante, too, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, it seems to get injuries. They've still got enough to beat Palace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. Hodgson's Palace, it's no. a different beast, everybody. It's a different ball game. Indeed. It's, not, it's, it's actually the same ball game. <laughs> but what a win. Yeah. You see, when Palace had that run of fixes, you thought, well, mm. nil poids. I'm sure it makes it all worth it. Indeed. I love it. I absolutely love, love a bit of Hodgson. I, I, I love. It's, all, it's Peter, all forgiven. All forgiven. <laughs> but he, but they've got a bit of an easier run now compared to the last three they games. Do. So you wonder if they'll properly get up and running now. You wouldn't. You wouldn't bet against it. Yeah, they don't have to play Manchester City for a little while. Well, that's a result. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move on to them. They Can are we? bloody oh, super. <laughs> we were saying on the way here, it's it's very rare that you know a team that aren't your own team get you like really frothing from yeah. the from the you know the country you're from. But they're they're just magnificent to watch at the moment. It's, oh, you can't get enough of them, it. People are calling them like animated GIF kind of goals and stuff. The passes yeah. that are, they're in your passing, but the passes uh, the, the, the stage of play takes so long. Mm. The file sizes on the animated GIFs. <laughs> <laughs> we're reaching 15 megabyte files, guys. That's a real vic- That's the real. And that's interlaced. Yeah, that's the real victory. <laughs> Game's gone. Game's gone. It's a kind of insight that only Pete can give you, ladies and gentlemen, around this table. Are Burnley looking forward to their trip there next week? Do you know what, actually? Old Dyshie, he'll fancy a point there. Mm. I, think, I think he'll fancy some sort of apocalyptic scenario where the game doesn't have to be fulfilled. I'd Quite. say that'll be uh, Man City's biggest test of the season thus far, and I know they've played Chelsea away. I reckon, yeah. reckon Dyshie will be happy if all that Saharan sand just lands on the pitch yeah. and in his throat. Yeah, we'll just gargle it like it's nothing. <laughs> Is it normal for me? His throat will actually be improved by it. I live for this. <laughs> I use sand as lozenges anyway. <laughs> it's me who's been sucking this here. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bomb. Yeah. <laughs> but City, seriously, though, City were absolutely incredible. They're incredibly good. And, oh. and then, and then, and though Stoke brought it back to three two, and you thought. Oh. Did yeah. you think well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, think that's, I thought that's going to anger them. Hughes yeah. had a lovely bit of self awareness actually in the, uh, in the in the in the post match interview. Did he, he said, said, "I set the foundations for this team." <laughs> he said, "Well, we got off to a good start. The handshake was fun." <laughs> and then he said, "No, he said, uh, you know, we got it back to three two. And I think he went to sort of say, you know, we could have got, mm, but it probably flattered us, and they were just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Well, they, <laughs> they got it to three two, and it was like Hughes made some sort of, you know." indication that it just woke City up and that's how they respond to a little bit of a setback they just batter four goals past you <laughs> my favourite as I'm sure everybody's was was the second goal oh. because that, that, there's so many passes in that move but it started, it started off it started in their own box yeah, didn't it, it but it started off with a pretty risky back heel if I remember right what, what I love about that is if that was you know that's the sort of thing where in Sunday league if a defender starts doing something like that the manager will have about nine Ooh, separate Sack- hernias at Sack- once Sacco Sack- Sack- yeah. did it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it nearly cost them two no. points what I would yeah. say at the start at the start of the move the back heel and actually the finish Two of the riskiest parts of that particular manoeuvre, I thought. Yeah. That, that, that is essentially the perfect goal. Yeah. Was it, it was... better than Burnley's uh, 24 pass move against Everton? That I mean, was, but that was a great yeah, goal. It was a great goal, but similar. at times you thought they might lose the ball. But the way, the way, I, I can't properly remember all the details about the Burnley goal because it was a while ago now. But, but with that Man City goal, Jim's particularly talking about, for me, it's fascinating to see how big they open the pitch up when they've got the ball so oh, yeah. when the other team have got the ball they try and condense it it's classic Cruyffian stuff right they try and condense it as much as they can but when they've got the ball all of a sudden they've got such confidence mm-hmm. in each other's touch mm-hmm. and passing range they just open it they make the pitch feel like it's about five times bigger than it actually Absolutely. is and make these passes and, and, and they just carve teams to pieces and a, a great sort of example of exactly that is that the, it was Sterling that scored the second goal but um, Gabriel Jesus was open as well like, yeah. he got a spare goal they were scorer. queuing up they were queuing up you're absolutely right when, it, when they start playing like that we saw it with Guardiola's Barcelona. It looks like they've got two extra men on the field, yeah. mm. and 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 they've got width, but they're also they've got a lot of bodies in the centre. You just sort of think, well, where are they lacking? You know. Yeah, now, obviously, yeah. 
Stoke are, are, are not going to be one of their better opponents this season. No disrespect to Stoke, but uh, yeah, and there will be a way to get at them. Every team they'll they'll always have a, a slight weak spot here or there. But this City side, they are they're unbelievable. Twenty nine goals in eight matches, only conceding four. It's the hammerings, isn't it? You know, we've seen good it sides is. before, but it's, it's five, six, and seven already. It's... Yeah. Do you, Do you think that what's happening now is that the team are starting to properly take on board Guardiola's idea? They're there. Mm. They're absolutely there. And this that's is... the difference between this season and last season. Completely. And and it, I think Guardiola was probably a little bit surprised that it that it it's maybe taken this long. But it, but you see him; he's not prickly in post match. Uh, 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 press conferences and whatnot. You know, he spoke of everybody being involved uh, with the goals, which is which is quite nice because they've got goals everywhere in that side. Mm. And, and Guardiola is not about just one player teams, even though he accuses others of doing that, i.e., yeah. Tottenham Hotspur, yeah. which was a bit naughty. But uh, but he was purring, wasn't he? And he said that it's the best performance since his arrival. Did you hear what Pochettino said in response to that? It was a, he said it was a bit disrespectful. I never referred to his Barcelona as that messy team. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, by the way, which is a lovely little dig back. Man City at the weekend, three of the back four English. I saw that. Yeah. I yeah. thought, come on. It's been fat through the back four from Yorkshire, I think. <laughs> is okay. that right? Yeah. Uh, Aren't Yorkshire yeah. going for independence? Is that all right? <laughs> Not yet. It. It's very yeah. in vogue at the moment. That kind but of. But that, that is encouraging, though, isn't it? Because Stone. Well, Yorkshire are, going for independence. Stu- no, no, no. I've, I've got no. Call. I've got no opinion on that. <laughs> do, you want a, do you want a quick email about that subject? Yes. Uh, well, basically, there was what, a, Yorkshire independence. <laughs> Jim Stevens okay. uh, is given us a uh, well regarding the Catalan independence of course. Of course, he says, um, uh, "Could we have a similar thing in Cornwall?" So he's compiled uh, like a top ten, like a, like a first eleven basically. But they haven't got any professional clubs, have they? Uh, well, Christian Walton, Jack Stevens, Craig Alcock at Truro, uh, Wayne Kip Quinn, obviously born in Truro as well, uh, Ryan Dixon. Matthew Everton at Etherington, uh, Max at Smallcombe, Jamie Lowry, Scott Bennett, Isaac Vassell, and Dan Smith. That's, so they, that's a that... terrible team. <laughs> <laughs> which, which they're welcome to. Nigel, Mar- Mar- Nigel Mar- Martin was still getting that. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's calling. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, it's it, not quite that level, is he it? He says, he says, haters will say it doesn't strike as much fear in the heart as Bella and P.K. Fabregas, but I reckon Gibraltar are probably quaking in their boots right <laughs> now. <laughs> they could get a draw, yeah. get a draw against they'll Gibraltar. they'll never be in the same group. No, they'll like be in the same pot. <laughs> but, seriously, though, this Stone's improving hugely under Guardo. He seems to be playing every game now. Delph is making a new position for himself and he, he contributed an assist as well at the weekend and Walker we all know Walker's a great yeah, player yeah, so yeah. you know it's, it's encouraging that about the base the, the, the platform of that team <laughs> I think it's yeah. got three lines on its chest <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do with Kevin De Bruyne three no. brave lions in that yeah. back line three lions at the back <laughs> are, we, are we relying on Pep Guardiola to yeah. save us well we're Why relying not? him and Pochettino <laughs> didn't Pochettino yeah. something like 17 of the last sort of 21 England debutants have yeah. played under him or something that's right here's a little question for you is Kevin De Bruyne getting a bit big for his boots? <laughs> Does he need a bit of, bit of time on the bench? <laughs> Honestly, he just looks like he's playing in a tuxedo at the moment. He's <laughs> no, yeah. pure class, isn't it? He's blooming unbelievable. He's like, he's, he, he looks like he's playing with a, a book in the left hand. Glass of cognac? A, no, an apple in the right hand. Oh, okay. He's yeah. just knocking, stroking the ball around. Again, I'll and say, has I'll, been dead for centuries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say it again. It's because I chucked him out of my uh, fantasy football. Is that team. right? And then, that's how you know. That's how Why did you take works. him out? I, he just wasn't performing. The first couple of games I thought, are we going to have another season like last season? Clearly not. Did you give him a bell? Are we going to have another season like last season? <laughs> Who's, Pull your socks up, Kevin. Who do you replace him with? Say again. Uh, I don't actually know. Probably Sissoko or something. <laughs> did, um, did, you replaced him with Jordan, did you? <laughs> this is a question more for our listeners. But did Hesse get on the score sheet in that game? <laughs> he, he set one up, did he not? He did set one Love, up. It was quite a nice assist. It well. was, yeah. You know, oh, come on, away at Man City. I know. You'll take any victory, though, won't but you? But that was an amazing... It was performance of the weekend. Probably the performance yeah. of the season. And, and Leroy you know. Sané as well. Oh. 
how good is it? He gives them so much from that wide position. Strong, direct, clever. Knows, knows where the goal is very much so. When you have a player who, who functions so well in that team, but yet also has individual brilliance. Well, I mean, you say that about so many of them. Absolutely glorious. And Jesus. Yeah, I mean, well, Sonny's 21, Jesus is 20 as well. It's like that's being sort of overlooked. I wonder if actually City's status as like a sort of new big club helps the pressure, like, you know, come off those players a little bit. Because, you know, both arrive for big money, but they've just been sort of allowed to settle. I mean, it's helped that they've been absolutely phenomenal straight away. Well, they, 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 City certainly didn't need to uh, rush uh, Aguero back and put one. No, the well, quite. No. And yeah. Gundogan coming back is just this, like, just a cherry on top. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? they don't really yeah. need it. Bernardo Silva <laughs> getting a goal as well. I know, yeah. Uh, it's a nice point for City as well because you know the, you know the new owners have been there for a, a relatively you know a little bit of time now, and you've got players like Silva mm-hmm. and players like Toure coming off the bench as well that are sort of bridging that first generation of when they first started winning stuff into the Guardiola era that they effectively wanted the whole time. Yeah. So this is, I mean, you know, it's a vintage team in the making. Well, this could be, yeah, Guardiola going on what he's done previously. He'll want to be there for another sort of three seasons or something like that. Well, we, it's a long time. Anymore, a, couple, a week or two ago, Marcus, you said that you thought that City were a shoo-in for the for the. The, the title, league. yeah, yeah. And, and I thought that was premature. And I, but the thing is, when you watch that, it's impossible to not get carried away. If you know what I mean? Mm. That, in a way, that's a testament to the performance. Well, it's, it's almost a, a waste of it, isn't it? Like, yeah. If you can't get carried away by that, you're watching the wrong. You've got no business watching football. Quite, yeah, exactly. completely. Yeah, I think that. Um, but when I said that, I actually wanted to say that a couple of weeks previously, and I thought I'll sit on my hands for about. I've got to get it out. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I tell you, I, I said this a few weeks ago. However many weeks ago. They should really be looking at Champions League and going very deep in that tournament as well. Because you think about the other sides in, in the Champions League, Bayern are a little bit in, in disarray at the moment. They're still Bayern Munich, for crying out loud. Real Madrid are always going to be good. Um, but know, they've Bar- had their problems at the start d- yeah. domestically. Yeah, yeah, they have. Barcelona, uh, obviously a great side, but they've, they've not got Neymar. PSG. Uh, they have got Neymar. They have got Neymar. <laughs> okay, so but, there's but always we, going to be one you've got to be wary well, of. Well, no, when we talked about that on the continent, uh, Andy Brassel was saying that he doesn't really rate PSG that highly defensively mm. so you know every team's got its problems and Guardiola yeah. knows what it takes to win the Champions League and that is essentially why he's been given the job at City Completely. Well, I, I say that PSG's defence is excellent so okay, there you go so that, that evens it out <laughs> evens it out PTSG you doing a Jose Mourinho making kissy faces at PSG Peter yeah. Saint-Germain yeah uh, but uh, Brassel might have a week off that's all I'm saying he, he, is, having, he is having a week off at is one it? point yeah, yeah okay. he, will, he, will, he will, we'll give him a week off it's fine yeah I should say so yeah. uh, but uh, oh, Guardiola was very very uh, clever wasn't he because the uh, the side that beat the Monaco, well, we'll take a couple of your best players then. That's yeah. fine. See how then you like it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Then we'll play next season. Then. And yes, they do have to pay tax. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that Man City, there's so much talent on that side. David Silver barely gets a mention these days. because yeah. he shaved his head. I know. That was silly. Yeah. Very silly. silly. None of us approve out. of that today here. No, no I, I don't mind it. What? what? He looked quite hard. And it's weird because it's David Silver. Have you ever had a skinhead? I haven't actually. No, have you? I have, yeah. Pete, you Pete I for most of my 20s and then people said I couldn't grow hair. Yeah. And I proved them right. Yeah. <laughs> you proved them about two thirds right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I had one at university, yeah. So I've, I've been there, Spelzy. Never. You've had you've had the same haircut ever since mm. I've known you. But that's not true at all. And it's about three haircuts yeah. in, in one. Yeah. Well, all, no. all of them would, would suit ice hockey. It's greedy scenes. Greedy scenes. You said I had a Scott Parker do once. Remember? Oh yeah, you did because you combed it over. Yeah. That would have been one of the three though. Presumably. Yeah. Well, well, when you say one of the three, it's basically. I have it's my hair it gets shorter or longer Spozy yes greedy scenes greedy scenes <laughs> you look like a Spanish exchange student let's leave it at that that's not bad student I was going to say I'll take that all day long he's in his late 30s thank you very much Be- late 30s <laughs> <laughs> 
what's happening here? Blimey. Um, shall we... Uh, uh, should we talk about Man United? We're going to have to... A couple we? of minutes. <laughs> well, we've enjoyed Man City there. Let's bring it right back down to earth. Let, let me just, Mourinho's Man United. Let me just make this statement from the, from the off. Please. Okay? Jose Mourinho doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about me. Luke, if you're listen- Luke, Luke just pointed at three footballs at himself. <laughs> yeah. he hates football. If you listen at home, he doesn't fucking care about you either. Yeah. All right, because the ma- poor old Sky Sports. Yeah. Not often you say that, is yeah. it? The amount of build-up they started this build-up last Thursday. Month off. It's, they- not, it's not just Sky Sports. It's beating Sports and all the rest yeah. of them. Everyone. Andy they Ray, all- Richard Keys. Yeah. Yeah. Spare all about get up for that. Spare a thought for some of the expats. <laughs> They've all or British immigrants as they should be. Jose. Jose Mourinho totally doesn't fine. care that, that, that um, Anfield opened Liverpool opened up Anfield for people to do a build-up show with YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the level of build-up we're talking about here. At I'm l- talking about YouTubers. This was, at least that FA Cup final was it 1996 with the white suits. Yeah. At least Cantona scored. At least, at least start, there was a goal. At least start with it. <laughs> all these companies have framed this as entertainment. Yeah. That's actually why I feel sorry for it. It's like if EastEnders did an episode which was just Danny Dyer washing up for half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. That'd still be better actually. This, Danny Dyer would be in this, it. This got, this got the Premier League weekend off and not running this walking this fixture <laughs> next year should be on sky sports boredom that's yeah. what it should be on not sky sports main event <laughs> no sky sports action i would i would take it off the air i would yeah. say three o'clock kickoff on saturday we can't trust you yeah that's two nil nil not even putting cameras in the ground <laughs> <laughs> so what you should do is have a court artist yeah so if there is a good goal oh, get a like court that. artist to draw it why do they always draw them a bit wonk I think they might, it might be. Is it rights? Is it rights? Is it rights or Bill's face? Image right. Yeah, but like, is it when they're drawing people like Ralph Harris, we know what Ralph Harris looks like. You draw him properly. Yeah, but is yeah. it maybe that Draw him as a little kangaroo if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need to draw those thorns on his head. <laughs> I mean, if that's your job, maybe you're just not the best artist. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Well, it's a good strange. point, actually. There's actually, always... there's actually a court artist that we got in on the radio station that I used to work for, and there is a court artist drawing Why? of me with a skinhead. So there you go. Oh, right. you in so they always use chalk as well. They also yeah. use sort of chalk. Why chalk. did they do it's a court messy. drawing of you? Just in case you went in, you went, oh, hey, I've got one. I've got one. I've got already. <laughs> got to um, celebrate the first week of the show. So, so, that um, lasted about a year. <laughs> yeah. You know therapies after this. Same <laughs> um, studio. So Mourinho just doesn't care, does he? No, no he doesn't clearly. care. He just does not care. I'll so, take a point. That's going to help me towards hopefully winning the league. That's all I care and about. And it equaled <laughs> it equaled Manchester United's best start to the Premier League. He didn't win it, but again, he won. The great thing about not it, two hoots. The great thing about Re Mourinho is that like we were sort of. I mean, I won't forget this for next year. Now, actually, for the return fixture. <laughs> no, no, it probably won't be the same Old Trafford. But this this fixture, if Mourinho's still managing next year. I'm not going to forget this. No, I'm in a yeah. mental night of it because I, I was seduced into thinking this might be quite good because Liverpool can't stop scoring mm. and Man United have actually been quite good in terms of Man goal United scoring. Man have been very good this season. Yeah, so... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, went said, didn't he? Yeah. He was waiting for them to sort of change and open up to the counter-attack by bringing someone else on. Just had <laughs> Mourinho digging at Klopp like it's their fault. <laughs> I, I love, yeah. yeah, exactly. I love the fact that he was almost like, oh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I was waiting. You know, I, I didn't want this to happen. Yes, yeah, you did. Unreal, isn't Put it? Put the gun down. Well, just admit it. Serious, seriously, though, I mean, like, it was very unambitious from United, as we all saw, um, while we could stay awake through it. And <laughs> it's, there's going to be tight margins this season, you would think. Yeah. I mean, if they, if they approach the bigger games like that, that's surely handing City a huge advantage. Well, assuming that City can go away and win everywhere. I mean, I guess Mourinho's probably mapped out that if it's away from home against a big team, we'll take a draw. Mm. And I he's mean, done that a lot of his career, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, it was their ninth clean sheet in ten games. Mm. So then, I mean, and, and he knows how to keep a clean sheet. For what do you think about Louis van Gaal being there? I love that. Yeah. He in did, the yeah what do you think I thought of that? <laughs> what, was in he, in was Wings he, Friday night as well. Was he, yeah? Come yeah. on. He did the whole um, face slap greeting yeah, to Mourinho, he? Didn't did. He did. Why, why was Van Gaal in the tunnel? 
I don't know, I guess it's... doesn't even you know, work just a, the club, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Louis van Gaal. He hasn't phoned ahead. Like, his pass still works. Total <laughs> underpass. He, yeah. he always pops away you don't expect yeah. him. <laughs> if anything, put him in the, in the, in the guest bit. Or Louis yeah. van Gaal goes where he wants. He does, he certainly seems to. Let us be honest. <laughs> Let's always sit in the dugout. No. He's got the no, air Louis. of a man who would, who would walk into the VIP section and be like, excuse me, I'll just piss off. Yeah. Like Where's I, the lady I, with the saxophone? I'll let off fair extinguisher. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, we have to say, by the way, the game was not really worthy of the name, but it was a fantastic save by David De Gea. Oh, oh yeah, with it, his was. Foot. it was wonderful. It was brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, um, Lukaku did have a chance as well. I, he, I know he, he was quite poor. That. Jimmy mentioned, as a lot of people did, of course, that uh, Joel Matip kept him quiet mm. before, and, and, his, and his record against the big sides isn't brilliant. He was very isolated, though, wasn't it? Was yeah, he was, yeah. Um, you'd imagine that he would surely pick up against some of the bigger sides going forward in the season but that sort of performance it wasn't geared up for Lukaku it wasn't a platform really for no. him to go on and, and score a, a goal or two well, it, is, it is difficult when the game is set up in that way and the, and a, a striker whatever his sort of level of quality is essentially out of it is isolated I mean, yeah. a great example would be probably World Cup 2010 when England played Germany Rooney was very, very isolated. Mm. He was miles away from anyone because England were just didn't know what they were doing. They just could, but but I guess with United they knew what they were doing, but they had no intention of going forward and supporting. It's weird, strike. isn't it? Mm. It's, it's taking a player like Romelu Lukaku and using him like he's Pisa Crouch and you know, trying to scuff a goal in off him. <laughs> yeah. It just seems a waste. I, just, I, I don't really understand Jose's kind of why. Why did he do this? Like, was he just scared of headlines? I don't understand. Like he because well, he thinks a point at Anfield is, is ideal. Mm. That's what he wants. He doesn't want to mm. risk the idea of getting into a sort of you. Yeah, you punch me, I punch you scenario mm. because it, it might end up losing 3-2 or whatever. Mm. I just think he, he would prefer to control it as much as he can and just take a point. Yeah, hammer all the te- Beat the teams convincingly that you should be winning. But he's, he is very... I mean, to be fair to Mourinho, he's very good at that. And he's, he's very skilled at setting a team up mm. like that. But it's almost like... And that is a skill. That is... Uh, it know, is, but it gets to the point where you think... Well, there's no point in playing the game yeah. <laughs> because you're, you're both going to get a point. It's going to be nil-nil. Just see you later. Forget about it. Play another game instead. Yeah. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I feel like Jose Mourinho needs a little bit more self-belief. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> do you think that Arsenal is good at doing that? Is shutting down. Shutting down her own result. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Louis van Gaal had a little dig at Jose Mourinho, didn't he? He was asked if he felt Mourinho was scheming behind the scenes to oust him from uh, Manchester United, and he said, "Of course." How I have it suspected it, which was a wonderful way. Um, he said, the way his transfer as a manager to Manchester United went was not elegant at all. That resulted in my sacking. In principle, he is not a bad guy. He can be sympathetic, but he lets himself go out of control too often. I love Quite the way measured, he said, in a way, by Van Hart, how really. I have expected it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, very, it's almost like Shakespearean. I love the fact he was in the gantry, looking down on everyone. Mm. Watching, it goes, it goes where he wants. It's like yeah. the Phantom of the Opera. It was great that. to see him back at Wings, though, wasn't it? I didn't see it. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know, you know they're, they're very, they're very um, protective of people's privacy. So I don't think you really saw it. Did you just see him walk in, it. walk out? Go down there? I know he's got his own plate. No, uh, he... I wrote about it in the um, Football Rumble book. He's got oh, his yeah. own plate that he signed himself. Plate. Well, he was he was pictured with the um, the owner of the restaurant who sent his uh, his his Bentley to pick up uh, Mr. and Mrs. Van Hal. Apparently, yeah. that restaurant was doing bloody well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me we are going to talk about arsenal and some of your correspondence after this hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. I better go to the cash point and get some money, if I've got any money left. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for correspondence with that guy, Peter. It is time for correspondence with me, that person, Peter. Hello. We've already um, had one of him, haven't we? Peter? I know, yeah. Just, I sque- squeezed one out, didn't I? Uh, a lot of people <laughs> pointing out that uh, I said uh, that I don't think anyone from Iceland has ever met anyone from Panama. A lot of people pointing out, but of course, that uh, the Prime Minister of Iceland was mentioned in the Panama Papers. So there we go. If nothing else, <laughs> his money's been there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that a lot of times, ships get registered in Panama, so apparently there, you know, there's a lot of talk. It's, lots, it's lots made, of, it's petty people, isn't it? It is petty people. Bitter bastards. It's, 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 it's all right when it's one or two, but when your whole yeah. email box is just filled. Have you got any other nationalities? I'm half Welsh. I'm half Welsh. What do you want? I've got one. I bet someone <laughs> from Sri Lanka. Right. As, no, actually not Sri Lanka. I, I'm going to go something else. I think no one from Papua New Guinea right. yeah, has yeah. met anyone from um, Finland. There you go. Okay. Prove us wrong, listeners. Get no, it out don't there. email us. Email Luke no, at thefootballramble.com. E- email, email Pete. <laughs> he, don't do that. I need, going for, I need going for gloves. Um, hello <laughs> to uh, Dave Harkin. Hopefully, preferably between now and the end of the show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's listening, help. Uh, Dave Harkin says, uh, on the last show, Luke was surprised to hear that David Moyes is only 57. Well, get prepared to be further shocked. Mick McCarthy is only 58. Okay. I'm well, pretty I'm... sure David Moyes is 54. Though, not Actually, 57. McCarthy's older than I thought he was. Well, Mick, I will... We all remember from 94, because he was in the squad for 94, yeah, wasn't he? Remember, the Irish Harkins. squad. David Moyes is 54, not 57. Oh, well, so you've embarrassed yourself there. What's his name? Dave Harkin. You've embarrassed yourself there, Dave. I just... Re- Dave. He's harking up the wrong tree. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, hello to uh, James, James Moss. Uh, I have an absolutely belting story, he says. Oh, we'd well, all like to be our are. own critic. Uh, the, <laughs> that one of my mates told me about Dave Whelan. 
Okay. My friend was working as a steward at the DW a few years ago and was in the uh, staff lounge area before the fans entered the stadium. Somebody had put a radio on which was plugged in by the mains, a key point to make. Uh, a few minutes passed when they hear a thudding sound upstairs. The loud thudding continues until a door is sprung open by d- none other than Dave Whelan. Everyone is silenced by his presence as he walks towards the radio. He pulls the plug out of the wall and turns around and proclaims, if you want to listen to the radio, buy some fucking batteries and walked out. Uh, very wow. wow. Everybody is stood in silence trying to take in the fact that the owner of a multi-million pound sportswear company and the stadium they are standing in would waste the rubber on his shoes to turn off a radio costing pennies to run. Good start. I mean, what? not a bad story. Electricity miser. I know. Yeah. I uh, imported a lovely boombox from Japan and it takes eight <laughs> sea-sized cells. It. Is that what is that what people seventies? Is that what people tech. in the trade call the battery a cell? A, well, uh, do they call them cell? Yeah, I think so. C cells, yeah, D cells. What are they? Little round ones like watch batteries? No, no, no. C's like big chunk. You know, big chunk of something. Just 70s. call it a battery then. Yeah. All right, a cell. Cool. It's a cell of electricity, isn't you it? You call a computer a machine, don't you as well? Rig. <laughs> rig. <laughs> Get off my rig. Uh, hello to Dan Simpson. Uh, Ramblefoss Hall. We've not had one of those for a while, but I'm putting it in anyway. Dan's okay. right. long-term right. listener. Um, my highlight of the weekend has to be a radio interview with uh, Craigie Brune on yeah. the semi-vacant Scotland manager position. True to form, Craigie got a nice fence-posed wedge between his buttocks as he rattled off, well, Ali McCoy is a fantastic manager. Alex McLeish. Alex McLeish would be a top choice too. Malky McCoy would be a brilliant pick. Uh, they could go wrong picking Paul Lambert either. Uh, in about 30 seconds, Craig managed to list every manager from Gretna to John O'Groats yeah. as his favourite for the And game. then he finished by saying, where's Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little, uh, one of the men you just mentioned there, I'm not going to say which one, because I want to preserve his dignity. Mm. Um, I was doing a show on the radio standing next to an ex-pro pundit who got a text from one of those men, right. I won't name the pundit or the man, right. uh, saying, can you please mention me a lot on the show today because um, I'm looking for a job. So it does really? happen. It does right. happen. Love yeah. that. Okay. Hang on a minute. I'm going to text you that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, why not, Mark? It wasn't Mackay, though, was it? That, no, yeah, no, he no. just said he wasn't going to name no, him. No, okay. It wasn't Mackay. Yeah. Um, do you want a couple of... A couple Doesn't of previous on texts? Yeah, he does, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Just ruined, okay. Yeah. He's not allowed to phone anymore. Those, uh, <laughs> those rumours were all false. Yeah. <laughs> he has a very aggressive autocorrect. Yeah. <laughs> do, you want, um, do you want a couple of uh, Facebook comments? Yeah, all right. I should give think some, so, yeah. some I've got a couple comments. of good ones here. This one's right. from Michael Willoughby, who is a friend of the Ramble, a long-term contributor. He says, My horror, though, it was hearing the eye-watering news that Fortuna Dusseldorf goalkeeper Raphael Wolf helped his side claim a 2-0 victory over Armenia Bielfield, I think that's pronounced, by taking a direct hit in the family jewels to prevent an effort from finding the net. After the game, he told reporters, you always save with your balls, but this one I saved with my penis. I never experienced such a free kick. First, the pain was hellish, but after some ice and rest, it was okay. Maybe you should get a call up for demand shaft. There we we go. (laughs) And this this is a good one, Pete, and this is one sort of directed at you, but I'm sure everyone can enjoy it. Um, I I didn't do it. (laughs) Okay, we'll just move on. You've got your court picture ready, though, just in case. I was in Hamburg over the weekend uh, on the Reaper Barn, but I didn't do it. Um, Yeah, you were in Germany. This is from Russell Kidd, Pete. He says, My highlight of the week came yesterday as I was sat in front front of Super Sunday, but wasn't related to what was happening on my screen. Mm. It was what was happening on the radio. Right. My highlight was not only hearing Absolute Radio's Pete Donald's and talking about Hamburg Spice Museum. And then oh, well, there follow- you go. But he then followed it up by reading out many spice-based puns. Both a lovely uh, way to spend... Hang bell, hang bell. I'd had, in my defence, I'd had three hours sleep. And what? I needed the content, so I... So you turned on, to leaned, the thing you hate the most? I leaned on listeners to come up with puns. 
Both a lovely way to spend a Sunday afternoon, says Russell, and yet a crippling indictment of what Pete has become in 2017. <laughs> he finishes by saying, Fennily enough, there's plenty more in reserve for the preview show, next week's radio, or any occasion. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, somebody did come up with a special occasion, which I quite Sounds like. Sounds like the hunted has become a hunter. <laughs> yeah. Or the punter. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Blade Runner. Poacher mm. turned gamekeeper. Pete How Donaldson. do you feel about puns now? Uh, when in the right space. And if you've time, had enough sleep. If I've had less than three hours, less than four hours sleep, I, I will entertain such a thing. You but activate the pun button. And the pun button. <laughs> Break glass for puns. Mm. Break yeah. open the punishute. Parachute. Go on, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no punishment there. <laughs> um, uh, Watford beat Arsenal 2-1, didn't they? They uh, did. sticking the boot in, Jim. Oh, another yeah, another typical... I, th- I, think, I don't think this is even the first time Troy Deeney's done that no. to Arsenal. I can't believe he's done this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Dean's done this. Yeah, it yeah, was, it was frustrating. It, Arsenal it, yeah. dominated possession. They should have been out of sight. They let them back into <laughs> the game. They lost it in the last minute. It wasn't just Deeney as well. Tom Cleverley said, you smell a little bit of blood. I felt we were on the front foot and I gambled a bit for the goal. If you were a bit more wary of a team then maybe I wouldn't have done so yeah. they're, all, they're all lining up <laughs> everyone's at opposition are telling Wenger what he needs I to do in now. January what Wenger needs to do is sign Gary Medell just for one game <laughs> to put him on Troy Deeney yeah. it's just ridiculous isn't it like well it's not though is it that's the problem well, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the issue I mean it, Troy every Deeney team loves knows that. how to set up against Arsenal now Troy Deeney loves that part of the game though mm. he's very very good at that and I think I think he even said it himself like, you know I know that you're going to be more skillful than me and you're going to be take up Probably more intelligent. He said, "I'm the equaliser." Yeah, which I quite like. I actually thought he was a touch harsh on himself because I think Troy Deeney's actually got a little bit of technique and skill about him. But yes, I I get the point. And he was oddly being sort of quite humble in, in. well, he wasn't bragging, he was just being honest, and, and, mm. and he was dead right. You know, he came on and he said against Murtasaka, who's I don't know how many inches taller than Six him. foot six, yeah. so let's presume loads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, now, and it was it was the same old bloody um, story. I mean, if you take it back to, the, to after the Chelsea game, where I myself was saying, as I've said so many times, when Arsenal really sort of commit and they give everything to mm-hmm. a performance, it's, it's a lot better. And, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're much harder to break down, but they simply don't do it in every game. I think we all predicted this would happen at the time, and it, and it has just happened again. And you, you just wonder how that stops. Wenger's always saying every season at some point, he'll say it this, this season as well, you know, the team that wins the league is the team that shows the most consistency. And that is the thing that he cannot instill. Completely. And, and yeah, well, he, that bit is consistent. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's consistent. being underwhelmed against slightly poor teams. And he's right. It wasn't a penalty. And if that no. penalty hadn't been given, then Arsenal may well have won 1-0. But it's but not still a point. game to finish out. Exactly. If the, if the penalty was given in the 96th minute or something like that, when you've got no time to, uh, to recuperate and, and go again. But it wasn't. It was about 74, 75. Five minutes. There's still 15 minutes left. You know, you can mm. have setbacks. So if Arsenal then it goes to one all and Watford suddenly get the, the wind up their sails and the crowd are a little bit more raw because they need to think, oh, hang on a minute, lads. Right. Let's shut them up now. Let's yeah. let's let's stamp our authority because we're a better side. We've proved this so far. Then they should have been outside. Mm. You know, if, if Awobi scores, it's a touch unlucky, good save by the keeper. If, if Ozil scores, two mm. nil, and the game's probably gone. But it's the same old bloody story. Well, I think I think Watford deserve a lot of credit. Um, they do because they've looked very good. They had that one sort of aberration against City, which you know can happen. We've seen <laughs> yeah. what happened with them. So that's, yeah, that's the game. Um, other than that, they look very impressive. And I tell you, it was a big night, a uh, big uh, Sunday afternoon for uh, Brendan Doherty, our man in the hot seat. Oh. Predicted a Watford win and he got one. Just about, but he got it. Well, I, I said I thought, on the preview show, I said I thought Arsenal would win. But yeah, I said it with a little bit of trepidation in my voice. And you, you said to me, Mark, I said, oh, you, you're not sure about that? You're never sure. As an <laughs> Arsenal supporter, you are never sure. Oh, yeah. against Maybe Sutton United and Lincoln last season. I was like, you know what, I think we'll probably have but this. Jim, but... did, you, did you think, um, did you have any, when you saw, were watching the game, did you have any... Uh, 
um, sort of trepidation snacks. when you sort. <laughs> yeah, tell us about the snacks you have. Just you tums, go salted or, or sugary snacks? <laughs> well, you know, salted like first. To mix it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Savory first. Were you worried about um, the situation when Welbeck went off? Well, it's it's one of those things where because obviously this is this is leading into to Urza, wasn't it? And how Urza affects the game. I have to say, a I'm not going to ask about Urza again. I can't be bothered. Yeah. Well, it's basically it's when that shape changes. Um, I mean. Watford actually, they, they changed in response, didn't they? They took a defender off so they'd have an extra man to, to, to put that pressure on. And I have to say, yeah, because you hear all these stats about Ozil, he's had the most amount of this, that and the other since he's arrived in the Premier League. But, you know, the, the narrative there of him missing a shot and then not running enough to try and win the ball back and Watford going up the other end and getting something out of it, it's just, it's just absolutely typical and absolutely classic. Well, also, so you can't help he's but... He's a supremely talented footballer, Ozil, and, and we've seen him when he played at Real Madrid under Jose Mourinho. We know what Mourinho's like. It's, it, it's not always the prettiest, but, but he can, you know, they can play good football sometimes he was much more functional Ozil's got it in him clearly as we said before Wenger doesn't stick a rocket up his players bottoms does he he doesn't you know this is time and time again people are saying bit more commitment bit more grit you know in, in the week that we hear about Jamal Lascelles instilling mm. a fighting spirit among Newcastle players literally, literally. which which, yeah, which it resulted yeah. in an actual fight and poor old, take more Diame's head off poor old John Joe Shelby getting a broken finger in the melee yeah. mm. you know um, can we, we, can, we can mention that in a minute I, I just wanted to make an observation about Ozil I said I wasn't going to ask you about him Jim <laughs> no, I'm just going to make a quick observation. Mm. This is a player who's asking for God knows how many hundreds of thousand pounds a week. Apparently one of the most talented players in the world. He's won the World Cup and all this He's not being picked for this game. Mm. He's not a player you're mm. going to call upon in this game. So you, what you're saying is, oh, you know what? I like the idea that Alex Awobi, um, you know, who's, what, 21 years old and has got a handful of games, relatively speaking, under his belt. He's a better option for me mm-hmm. than that player who wants this amount of money a week and who, who apparently is one of the best players in the world. Mm. It, it, it does really scream that he's either not the right fit for the club or Marcus says it, the, the manager's not getting the best out of him or he just doesn't want to be there. Well, it's, 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 it might even be a combination of all of those things because I think the thing that characterises Arsenal at the moment, and I mean this from the fans to the board, is disharmony. There's, yeah. there's inconsistency at every facet of it. So it, mm-hmm. it makes no real... It's not surprising that the club are, you know, sort of a little disjointed on the pitch. I think the thing with Ozil at the moment is his form isn't great. And as I said, we, it, it's, it's such a... I've never known a player like this where the stats sort of, sort of, you know, seem so great, but then people's opinions of what they see seem so so different. Um, he's not in great form now, but the amount of assists he creates and the amount of chances he, he creates, you, you do have to get that from somewhere else. So Arsenal were... They were a little less creative, you know, in the, in the first half than you would normally expect them to be but if he's not informed then it's a moot point yeah Mm. indeed yeah they need a little bit more fighting spirit not as much fighting spirit as Andy Carroll that's too much Mm. (laughs) yeah on the scale (laughs) yeah that's too much I mean once it's too much (laughs) but as uh, as, uh, Carl Gibson said on the Facebook page this week uh, my whole up the weekend was big Andy Carroll upping the game by trying to get Halloween instead of Christmas off (laughs) (laughs) yeah nice one and you know he'd enjoy Halloween more I much prefer Halloween yeah I'm going to do that instead Big, Big Sam said the game's quite soft which is why well, someone like Andy look, Carroll suffers. As a, as, a, as a sort of semi-serious point, and no, in fact, it is quite quite a, an actually serious point, is that well, you, were, you and I, Max, were talking before we came on about yeah. how Ryan Mason's recovering and, yeah. and an Indonesian player sadly lost his life mm. through to, through a head injury or whatever injury it may have been. You cannot fr- throw yourself around chucking elbows into people's heads mm-hmm. uh, and expect not to be punished for that because player safety is the most important thing and that's the referee's number one responsibility. So everyone who says, oh, yeah, the game's gone, it's for, for the softies now... 
people's people are impacting yeah. each other at very very high speed, and they're much stronger and quicker than they've ever been. These players, so you have to protect people, and, and Andy Carroll should have known that. And there's plenty of ways of showing aggression and being competitive without resorting to that type of stuff. And it's not hard to be aggressive and imposing when you're. A long man. Yeah, he is a long man. Well, even Billich yeah. said, yeah, I can hold my hands up. Yeah, Billich was annoyed at the time, though. Mm. I think he must have watched it back well, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's annoyed with, though? He could be annoyed with yeah, Carroll. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah, which is, which is uh, more than understandable. But yeah, Peter, what did you make of the, the Newcastle training ground bust-up? I thought it was good. Well, you know, I, I thought I, it was good. I, it was I, good. I think it can be good. Well, well, yeah, Modiame, uh, as, as I think I said on Twitter a few weeks ago, his full name is Modiame's off the pace again. Yeah. Uh, he is a man who does not look like he works very hard on the football field when he comes in. Always looks off the pace, always looks disinterested. Um, but what but about, when he plays some good football, he plays some good football. What about Lascelles, though? I mean, there's a, there was a great piece on him, I think, in The Independent. Um, talking about him and getting that fighting spirit well, going when that, he was digging out players when he was only 22 and they were still in the uh, uh, the previous uh, well, he, 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 the earned, he earned the captaincy by yeah. showing Rafa in his last few games that it, his teammates' performances weren't weren't uh, strong enough. And if you're, you know, a player like that getting told off by a 21-year-old, however mm, old he was. 23? Sorry, he's now 23. A man who's earning like, ridiculous amounts of money just telling, uh, you know, being told by a child effectively to, to buck his ideas up. He's earn this captaincy and I think he's I feared for him in the Premier League because I thought he was a great captain and a fairly responsible um, organised defender in the Championship I did worry that his his qualities weren't strong enough for the Premier League Rafa's preparation defensively for matches is so good and I, th- I almost—it was seconds before Lejeune piled into the back yeah. of one of the ballers and, and gave him the penalty. That was about a tweet that I've never seen a more drilled Newcastle defender than like since Jonathan Woodgate, where he's actually getting drilled by yeah. the knee surgeon. Like just <laughs> like I, yeah. there was a joke in there somewhere, but I was, I've never seen a more organised Newcastle defence, and it, it's. It, I'm going to put a bit of a complaint in there. If they were a little bit more clinical up, up, up top, if they'd spent a bit more um, in, in the summer up top, we'd have a really, really good, but, good, uh, good let, spine. Let me just caveat this, because I see what you're saying. Newcastle are good defensively, and it's it's looking like it's going in the right direction. But, but do how, remember, how, Peter, it's the hope that kills you. <laughs> but how often have you said that Newcastle look good at the back? That's well, I thought just, they yeah. were never. Against Southampton, there was two aberrations. that Lejean gave away the penalty, which he didn't need to do. That was silly. He's just come back <clears> off injury, so he's, it, it, I mean, and, he and looked it, off the pitch. Would he play if everyone was fit? No, no, it's it's no, no, he wouldn't. So there we go. And then and then the 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 goal that Gabriadini scored, which wasn't the penalty, that was quite defensively poor. Other than that, it looked really organised. Mm. And Shelby again was the best player mm. on the pitch. Well, I, th- I think sometimes he, I think sometimes he, he dropped passes that he didn't need to. But if you know, if you if but, you do seven amazing passes and miss three, yeah. my my favorite my 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 sort of problem with Shelby, as I said last week, was it just a question mark over his temperament when the when the pressure's really on at the very mm. highest level. But all the all the build up to the game at the weekend seem to be people who know much more about Shelby and his mindset than I do saying that he's actually really matured a lot over the last six to nine months yeah. and that they don't fear for that side of his game anymore and he's not as tempestuous and not as childish apart from the red card on the opening day well, well that, that is obviously an aberration but what I'm trying to get at is you know, the opportunity is there for him to play in midfield for England. The opportunity has never been easier for him. You, you're coming round to it, aren't you? Well, I'm not. I, no, I, I, I wouldn't pick him personally at this point, but can I'm just get, saying there's an opportunity. It's something to aim at, isn't it? If you're yeah. a player like that. Tell you what, Lascelles, shall we? Is it, is it <laughs> time to get Lascelles off to, to Pep Guardiola? The, the yeah. You've got to get all the Man City to... players in there as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, that's what I mean. Get Lascelles into Guardiola. He's got the temperament to be a World Cup winning England captain of the future. All of them. He could do the thing that West Ham did in 66, say we won the World Cup. Get them all on the plane. Every single 
one of them. Uh, let's go to the championship, gentlemen. Yeah. Ooh. There was a Midlands derby. Wolves beat Aston Villa 2-0. Wolves have got themselves uh, in, in, in marvellous shape. Mm. Two Midlands derbies. Oh, very good. So, <laughs> top, there were, was, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Uh, top of the league, um, Joss is a good player, isn't he? Yeah, the old influence of uh, of Nuno and uh, George Mendes getting these types of players to, to Wolves, but my goodness, they are looking good. Dare I say for promotion? How do you feel well, about I mean, they're top of the league? So they currently are yeah. looking good. How, for promotion. how do you <laughs> the league works, Mark? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel um, about uh, Neil Warnock's Cardiff being knocked off the top? Well, uh, well I mean, Warnock's Cardiff is quite funny. They obviously lost one nil to. Um, uh, Ex Portsmouth manager uh, Steve Cottrell's Birmingham yeah, City yeah. Weirdly real... doesn't narrow it down, does he? No, no. <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a, a, a surprising result. That it was a surprising well, I think you've got to give a bit of credit to Harry Redknapp, yeah, yeah for okay. the work that he's put in. All right, yeah. In well, War- Warnock said after the game, and because they lost the match, Wolves go top of the league. Cardiff are not on the top anymore, mm. and Cardiff, I mean, still going well. They're, they're second, bearing in mind Mick McCarthy's Ipswich have dropped uh, quite far down since the last time we were speaking about them. But Warnock said after the match, I won't let anybody get carried away not even our fans I don't mind them dreaming but not getting carried away a couple of months ago when they were top of the league our fans are getting carried away because they haven't seen this for a while so let them enjoy I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> you lose to a Cottrell side your tune changes all it's of a sudden mixed messages <laughs> I, w- I watched the East Midlands derby that was a great game it was a much mm. better game than the majority of the Premier League games I saw it, uh, Vidra's said, opening said, goal. You said the mm. pace was very uh, was very interesting. The tempo Frantic. was amazing. Yeah, well, well, Derby scored in twenty two seconds. Mm. They basically got the ball. Yeah, that was quick. Yeah, well, yeah, it's hard <laughs> to get the quicker very than essence that. of pace. Um, and then it, it was it was an interesting game. As Forest had their chances. Derby were the better team and deserved to win. And um, I think um, Gary Rout's got quite a good record in those uh, in those those uh, fixtures. They've got three Forest, in a row, I think. Forest, Forest, time Forest hit Derby. Like they, they I know, you know, Derby's Derby's, but oh, they hit. Yeah, oh, they ate it's a proper down. And you get the Brian Clough Trophy mm. for winning it. Well. I think you do. Yeah. I think you do. Pete, you want to talk about Bolton Wanderers, don't you? Yeah, of course I do, mate. Uh, they, they, they went nearly 13 hours of football without a goal, but it wasn't 13 hours because Sammy Amiovi, he got them on the score sheet, didn't he? We're having fun. Sammy Amiovi. We're having fun down there. Is that a good thing? thing? Don't say it like I don't know who he is. <laughs> well, you you. I thought you might be a little bit more enthusiastic. You I've got my shirt off, mate. I can, I can imagine <laughs> in, in your was. world, though, that this is a sort of portent of doom if an Amiobi does something good <laughs> yeah. somewhere else. Well, didn't both of them score? They did. They did. I think Shola scored for Notch County he as well. Did. That's why we've had this dust storm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, Tom, what's, to, what's Tommy what's, doing? What's nothing to do with the hurricane. What's Tommy Amiobi doing? What's Tommy Amiobi doing? Yeah, you see. The Amiobi's Is still in the MLS or not? Can someone let me know? I don't know. I'm not Wikipedia's in for a little while. He plays for FC Edmonton, apparently. Right. Back in Binnis. Pete, he plays for FC Edmonton. He's been there for a few years. He's got 19 league goals and 87 games. Right. That's about, that's about the Amiobi uh, ratio. <laughs> yeah, but all yeah, nine of them came on the weekend, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, he's also, I think he's quite old as well, Tommy. You're yeah, he's to a, be few, young. a few years old, yeah, yeah. No, he's like then, 28 or something. Yeah, then... Um, Shola, for, um, Shola is 36. Because yeah. he celebrated his 36th uh, birthday last week. Well, he wants to go into coaching, and he, he, I think he goes up and coaches... Newcastle. Uh, yeah, Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle, Newcastle. Yeah, we spoke does. about this, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good man. He's next, a very, next very Newcastle manager after Rafa. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> that way you can. Hope that, so, yeah. that would, I mean, with respect to Amiobi, that would be a step down for Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, staying in the northeast of England, Sunderland they drew one all, meaning they've still not won a home game in 2017. Peter, <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, oh, you tried to be humble there, but you there. couldn't. I was thinking, uh, Steve Watson again said, I don't know, just. Uh, <laughs> Just, what can you say? Have but, you got any uh, sort of choice insults for the people of Sunderland today? I think they're, they're, they'll they've suffered enough. They've suffered enough. Yeah. Yeah. They've suffered enough. Uh, right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back after this.
It was like the part in the Red Sea. People just went... Bloop. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Before we go any further, it was, of course, a weekend packed full of action in mainland Europe. Some amazing scenes in Serie A, quite frankly. We will, of course, be covering that with the On the Continent gang on Wednesday, as usual. Search On the Continent wherever you get your pods, and remember to subscribe. Oh, it's a gang, is it? You yeah. can't be in the Bloods and the Crips, Marcus. Well, You've got to choose, man. If you them. want to tune into the the preview show, gang, mm-hmm. um, which is of course us, <laughs> that the you're in there. <laughs> the lunch bunch. <laughs> that'll be uh, that'll be on Friday morning, uh, and uh, we've got the same better because, of course, he got Watford right. To His win best bet with Bet Three Six Five came in, as I mentioned earlier. Brendan oh. Doherty, Man United fan in Northumberland, is how he describes himself. Is that right? Well, he's got a bet under his belt now. Yeah, he's looking for another one on Thursday, so we'll wait and see what he comes up with. He could be the first one to get an ORE. And, and to be fair to Brendan, I mean, he's 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 taking his balls at the bath there. <laughs> four to, it's a four to one shot. Watford to beat Arsenal is a big bet. Do you leave mm. your balls in the bath? It depends what I'm, how I'm feeling. He's run very well there and he's, and he's raised £250 for Prostate Cancer UK so not to be Fantastic sniffed at. work. Exactly, yeah, so yeah. we'll see what he comes up with later in the week. Don't sniff Declan's balls. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Brendan. Brendan. Speaking yeah. Declan, of balls. Don't sniff his either. Just, just, just leave the ge- ball sniffing out. Generic, a generic Irish name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah! Speaking of flesh, ex-Celtic manager Ronnie Dyler is known for some unusual antics. Uh, for example, when his Strom Godset side avoided relegation in 2009, he was dancing in front of the fans in just his boxer shorts. Uh, he, calls, he led Celtic to, I think it was two league titles not that long ago, mm. uh, but he's, he, I mean, he never got them playing like old Brendan Rogers did. No way. Well, he wasn't a breath of fresh air, Certainly he? not. He's currently the manager of Valarenga in Norway, his native Norway. Now, they needed a win against Bran recently, so old Ron decided to strip naked in front of his players during a team meeting before the match to help relax them. Relax. I mean, this is, this is Louis van Gaal stuff, but, mm. but more so. I mean, at least van Gaal, he, I think he just produced them. Uh, you know, he zipped, <laughs> unzipped trousers and, and there they were. You right. didn't see belly nipples and, and, and the bottom. Rest of it, yeah. whereas, whereas old Ronnie got it all out and he, and he said that the, that the players, he wanted to bear all in front of them and not be worried. Uh, sorry, he wanted the players not to be worried of making fools of themselves on the pitch. And he said, a lot of people have probably seen me nude already. Me too, Ronnie. Yeah. Probably. But he warned Peter, I cannot do it every time. Then it loses its surprise effect. They won the game. <laughs> yeah. They won the game. Surprise, it was an important one. Willie's are very funny. <laughs> Here's a great fact about Ronnie Dyler. He, during his playing career, he played for a Norwegian club just called Odd. Yeah. Oh. ODD. He's the perfect man to play for them. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Yeah, indeed. And before we go to going for Glod, a quick update on Swiss club FC Sion president Christian Constantine. Last week, the Swiss, the, Swiss, the Swiss Football League Disciplinary Committee gave him a 14-month nationwide stadium ban. Constantine responded by saying, it makes me laugh. <laughs> if they want a war, they'll have a war. Is we'll see you standing at the end. Me laugh. <laughs> this is interfering. Yeah. Um, and before we go to going for glove, finally, Marcus, you'll be pleased to know um, that the Brit- one British pound equals one point one two euro at the moment. Yeah, so that's the, update, little, the value of the pound. That you're it went after. up by about zero point four percent, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, same time next week, value yeah. of the pound update. <laughs> With Marcus Feller. Right, Peter, it's time for going for Glow. It's time for going for Glow. Let's get started, shall we? Basically, what happens every week, I give uh, a load of uh, clues pretending to a mystery footballer, and you guys have to stop me when you've heard enough. Here's your first clue, guys. You ready? Oh, so yeah. I'm, on, mm-hmm. I'm possibly on a bit of a roll because I got F and a Koku last week. <laughs> it's okay. a good one. Yeah, it was, that was, sounds like a wonderful <laughs> euphemism for a great weekend. That was a horrible I've got situation. F and a Koku, mate. <laughs> it was a horrible situation because I knew it, but I'd already used my guess, yes. so I had to wait. Mm-hmm. But luckily, yeah. I was able to see it. And Marcus, Marcus's face dropped. It didn't drop. I love the fact dropped. that he got it. Who's who submitted like, this one? Like a pie. Uh, this <laughs> is from I'm Wayne. A, I, nearly, I nearly used the name of the footballer. That would have been clever. <laughs> wouldn't I, presume, it? I presume it's not your own work. Don't be rude. Thank you, Wayne Walker. 
A great name. Not a Glenn real Walker. name, is it? What do you mean? Yeah, it's, it's not. His Wayne email Walker. address is W Walker something. <laughs> Don't they? Hey! What? Get his phone number out. <laughs> right, let's go. Let's get stuck in. Right. Uh, I was born in Rome, 22nd of August, 1991. Oh, Rome. Stop. Go on, get it. Fabio Barini. Not Fabio Oh, Barini. you thought it might oh, be. I thought I, yeah. That yeah. was. I made 10 appearances for Italy's under-21s. I scored four goals, but nothing yet for the senior team. Stop. Mm. No, that's not me right. Stop. Gabbiadini. Not Gabbiadini, no. Mm. Say which one you mean. Marco. <laughs> 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 I began at Lazio's Youth Academy. Ooh. 91 he was born. 91. Yep. Okay. It's, too, it's too recent, this. Mm, too recent. Yeah. He's still playing now, obviously. Mm. I am a Premier League winner. Ooh. Saucepans. Premier League winner, eh? Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I'll tell you what, that should narrow it right down. Stop. No, that's not the no, right do person. it, Jim. Just no, go no, with no, it. Jim never nice. goes. No. You guys spit spit bars. That's not true. <laughs> Jim got the first. I thought the wrong person. No. All right, it's all right. Carry I know it's wrong. It's the wrong trousers, Gromit. Um, um, in 166 professional appearances across nine clubs, I've scored 34 goals. According to Wikipedia, this strike rate may well have increased by Monday, he says. <laughs> Okay. Oh, hang about. Because I was, was going to go stop Mario Balotelli, but it, it's not. He's got more goals than that. Incorrect. Yeah. Okay, can you repeat that one, Pete? In 166 professional appearances across nine clubs, I've scored 34 goals. So he's he's basically in his in his mid to late twenties, and he's only played 134 games. I am apparently a striker. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, we're. And he's won the Premier League. That was one of the clues, correct? He's got a Premier League winner's medal. This is crazy. Oh, I, hang on. I have, pla- I have played Stop. for... Giuseppe Rossi. No. Oh, good oh, guess, Good guess. Really bad. He'd good be a guess. bit older, I think. Uh, he would be a bit older. And he scored more goals than that, I think. I don't know. I, think, well, he's, I, I think he's knocking them in, yeah. He I had a pop at Clayton Blackmore last week, and apparently he's got loads of international caps for Wales. I didn't realise that. Yeah, yeah that was That's naughty a big you. gap in my knowledge, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clayton, don't worry. Uh, he's a tall guy, isn't he, Clayton Blackmore? Is I, I remember rightly? I told you, it's a gap in my knowledge. I know nothing about him. He didn't remember his Wales caps, let alone how tall I have played for Manchester United, Sampdoria, QPR, Stuttgart, Doncaster, Birmingham, Cardiff, Nottingham Forest, and Navarra. Federico Makeda. Federico McGill! Oh, yeah! yeah well played, well played. On a hat trick. Oh, I made my Premier League debut against Aston Villa uh, on 15th remember of he scored that nine. Goal, yeah. I will uh, be forever known for this debut, scoring the winning goal after coming off on for uh, a lovely finish. He got the ball back to goal. He turned yeah. to his left and um, mm. sort of curled sort of it. it into the left far corner. I yeah. think that, so thank that, you, Wayne Walker. That might be the Thanks, Wayne. great Premier League false dawn, that goal. Yeah. What, he didn't, didn't well, it was on his debut, well, wasn't it? And it was I don't phenomenal. Know. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Rooney's winner against <laughs> Arsenal for everything. <laughs> yeah. To be fair to Makeda, he's made it onto the Ramble going for goal True. section. Yeah. It's not bad, is it? He's in there. It's I want a hat-trick, boys. You are. Mm. There we go. Have I had a hat-trick this season? No. no. Almost certainly yeah, not. Yeah, let's just assume I have. No. no. Um, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of the Football Ramble this week. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And with you, because it was a, a correspondence set. Uh, Heavy Ramble, which is very much appreciated mm. and encouraged. It's show at thefootballramble.com. It's been Roy the Boy's week, really, hasn't it? Roy the Boy rides <laughs> again. It's been his weekend. <laughs> How can he build on that? Roy the Rovers. I don't know, but he will. He certainly mm. will. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. Goodbye, everyone. Say goodbye, Luke. Every day I'm shuffling. <laughs> it's goodbye from me.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 